we're on Hollywood Boulevard. We are. Hey, Karen. Hey, guys. This is Doug. Um, so I teased it up a little bit on our sibling podcast uh, back on the blog, and we talked about it a little bit last week. So the moment has arrived. Uh, Karen has had like negative 10 hours of sleep, so she's going on fumes. But I think she, I think she's going to find a little bit more gas in the tank because we're going to talk about a show I think she still thinks pretty highly of uh, that I now am obsessed with and want to keep talking about. I knew you were going to obsess over it. Yeah, so uh, no spoiler alert here. We talked about it before. It's Yellowstone. We're going to do an episode right now primarily devoted to the great show that is Yellowstone. Karen, we're like completely obsessed. Are you? Did I not tell you it was amazing? Yeah, and I didn't disbelieve you. It was just, you know, the list is so long, and the moment just sort of had to be right. Of like, we were interested, we knew about it. All of a sudden, it was like we wanted to see it. Um, And you know, I mentioned we were also watching Euphoria, and we were like, our next show is going to be either Euphoria or Yellowstone. Um, And we were like, maybe Euphoria is. quicker to get into um maybe yellowstone takes a few episodes to really get into um i mean it took maybe an episode just to figure out what that show was and then we were on board and it's like it's all kinds of awesome but i think it is particularly appropriate for us to talk about it and you may disagree with what i say next but i am finding all sorts of parallels to Melrose Place, and there are other parallels, um, but it is very specifically influenced by the old school TV primetime soap opera. In addition to being like, you know, like a big broke show set out in like frontier justice land of the West, um, it also very much bows down to some of like the tropes that ran from like Dallas through Melrose. And I won't, I won't be talked out of it. Okay. Um, you know what? You know, you actually know the nighttime soaps way better than me. So I'm going to say okay to that. But I'm wondering, did you see the parallels between Succession and Yellowstone? I do. And that's the first thing that we kind of thought. And I think there are absolute similarities. There are also absolute differences. Now, mm-hmm. you, I don't want to make you repeat yourself because you've described the show so great a year or so ago. Um, but it is, you know... The family on this Yellowstone Dutton ranch where uh, Kevin Costner is the patriarch, follow me here. There are five grown adult kids, um, and then eventually there are four. Um, And and so lots of money, lots of family problems, lots of problems about loyalty and inheritance and stuff like that. Yes. Um, So I can see those parallels to succession very clearly. Um, Also questions of like, who in this family really loves each other? They all seem to just hate each other. Yeah. But um, just like succession. But but I will will say, say, yeah. And and I think that that was clearer in the first episode. I think as you go along in the episodes, it does get a little soapier. It does get a little bit more about the the, the relationships between like, Beth and Rip or the relationships between Casey and um, Monica, you know, so, so, so you actually have these sort of like couplings um, that you don't see in succession. That's right. No, it's primarily about the nuclear family. Every, every element of that word nuclear intended um, on succession. (laughs) But what I will say is if people want to, and Alyssa says this too, if um, I'm just giving credit where it's due, 
if people want to say like, oh, these people on succession are terrible or they do terrible things. I mean, they do to a degree because like that's the kind of world they live in. Like the Dutton family is really capable of some shit tastic. Oh, they are awful, awful people. But before we go into it a little bit further, I just want to throw out the one that uh, the work that I keep returning to where I'm like, this is really what Yellowstone is. And it may be why I really like have taken to it so quickly and so easily. It's the Godfather. Oh, you are absolutely right. Kevin, follow, but follow. Okay. Follow me here. So we have the four kids. We have Kevin Costner as the, the widowed father. Yep. Um, and then we have um, the the daughter. We have the if we're going down of the the surviving kids from oldest to youngest, it's okay. we have Jamie, who's Wes Bentley, mm-hmm. who's like the odd the dog. oddball. Yeah, um, he is the odd dog. We have Kelly Riley, who is just so awesome oh, as, she the as best. like the most ball busting ball buster the I've character ever is seen. spectacular and kelly riley does an incredible job with this character and this character is a hot mess and she is but she is like balls out amazing yeah i love her yeah we'll love we'll talk her. about her, her more um and then the casey. the youngest is casey and that's luke rhymes yeah and and his wife is monica and they have the son nate and then there's also you mentioned rip who is like you know beth's seemingly true love but he's also the unofficially adopted yeah he's the son. sort of street kid that showed yeah. up and like lived in the barn and ended up basically like being raised by John Dutton, but in this sort of more roundabout way, he was because he was he was a farmhand or yeah. ranch hand, yeah. and that's yeah. what he did. And the kids were not necessarily treated the same way. He didn't live in the big house; he lived in the barn. He, you know, there. So that that dynamic is super interesting because he came from such an abusive background that like any scraps that John Dutton would throw at him, he was just like he became the most loyal kid, yeah. right? Like the most loyal kid. Yeah. And, and because they said like John Dutton set them all up, like uh, uh, Beth is going to be big in the world of, of business and Jamie was going to be educated so that he could be a lawyer. So that John, who's like, who owns this vast amount of land that both the native peoples and the government constantly want to control or take back. Um, so he needs all these people with all the power planted in, in different pots right. to, to benefit him. It's right. it's Machiavellian to a right. degree. But here's my thing with The Godfather. So, okay, we've got Casey, who has Wants served, nothing to do with served it. in the Marines, yeah. started a family, finally comes back. He's the one who basically got out in the world and is like a surprise that he may be the one to to take over his dad's reins after all. So he's Michael Corleone. He's yeah. Al Pacino. We've got Jamie who is just so such a fucking misfit in every possible <laughs> way and just wants someone to like throw him a bone and show him they love him. So he's Fredo. That's Fredo. So that is so Fredo. Fredo. You are absolutely right. We've got Rip <laughs> who is like the most loyal consigliere oh, you've ever seen. Yeah. So he's Tom Hagen. He's Robert Duvall. So who does that leave? That leaves Beth, who is Sonny. 
who is the late James Caan, the, the like the biggest hothead we've ever had until there was Bethany Dutton. And that's why I love Kelly Riley, because she just comes in and like just kicks everyone's ass and says all the things you wish you'd said and wish you could think of to say with such calmness. Um, yeah, I mean, this sh- it's the show is a lot, right? The show can be violent. There's constant swearing. Like I haven't even talked about all of the other ranch hands that they have out in the bunkhouse and the stuff that goes on there. Um, But yeah, I salute uh, Taylor Sheridan. I forget the writing partner who created this universe um, because they built that world pretty quickly and pretty sturdily. Um, And obviously now he's got a whole empire with the Paramount Network, where he keeps expanding it, with 1883, and then coming soon, 1923, and the Four Sixes uh, show with poor Jimmy, who I love as a character, by the way. So no, I'm completely Wait, in love a, with the show. They're doing a six a six 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 show. Yeah, I did not know that. I'm so excited now, and I do yeah. love Jimmy. Isn't he the best? Oh, I love Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, he's the ranch hand who just couldn't ride a horse. When he showed, like, he should, like, he he couldn't ride a horse. And, Can't catch a break. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a hot mess. And then it turns out that he is accidentally really good at rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until he keeps falling. Until he, and until he falls off. Yeah. yeah. Until he falls off and he busts his body up. And, and he is just such a misfit. And he is just such a poor thing. And you're just rooting for him to, like to like be okay and you know what i mean and he never seems to but it looks like maybe he might be okay now um maybe not, i mean yeah we'll not see. sure we'll see and i mean like you can be okay in one episode and then a complete other shitstorm falls out of the sky and lands right on your house so right. um i mean these we have a few episodes left in the current season we're not completely done now we kind of want to savor them okay. before before we have to wait until november and the new season the fifth one that's coming is uh going to be 14 episodes which is longer oh. than usual and i guess okay. split maybe in seven and seven uh, okay. throughout the year um uh, so yeah, we're we're like, how are we going to watch it in real time? Um, no, it's it's such a treat. And just going down the list, I'm a fan, so I come in with admitted bias. But I think Kevin Costner is amazing. I think, I think he is so terrific. Work, frankly, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would work. I would say I would say it, it definitely ranks with the best work he's done. Yeah, which is why I was sort of bummed out that this like the Emmys are just snubbing him. Well, snubbing the whole show, and 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 Kelly Riley deserved something. It's Kelly Riley deserved something for both of them, one hundred percent. Because the other thing we haven't mentioned, the ratings this show takes in is unlike anything else you see on TV. It is a cash cow for Paramount. Uh, for, for most um, shows, don't crack a million viewers across the country, yeah. even with like DVR playback. This show, every episode is fifteen million people. And this is on streaming. Like this isn't on like free network. Like you have to pay pe- to the pe- to get access to the people. Well, I had a question about this. that. Now, yes. I think if you have cable and you get the Paramount Network, I think you can watch Yellowstone when the seasons air in real time. What I don't think is there is any sense of what's going on when it comes to streaming because Paramount Network owns this and Viacom owns all of it. But um Yellowstone is streaming on Peacock, the yeah, NBC the, yeah, one. Yeah. But the other Paramount stuff, like eighteen or the other um, yeah, that's on the Yellowstone eighteen eighty three is on Paramount. Why isn't it all together? I think that's one of the several reasons why there was actually a um, a big uh, uh, Emmy snub because I think 
they I think Showtime has the same problem. I think all of the Viacom properties do a terrible job of promoting itself themselves when it comes to award stuff and they never factor in like billions had a a real problem like this year the first lady and the man who fell to earth like none of them register i think it's a big problem with the way somehow they do their publicity campaigns but yeah i don't know how i don't understand the mentality of why yellowstone is on peacock i'm just glad i happen to also subscribe to peacock right well i mean i don't ultimately i think that you know, whatever they're on, they're on. But, you know, for me, it's sort of shocking to sort of think that it's like 15 million viewers and it's not on network TV. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not on like one of the big four, especially. Yeah. 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 Like like, it is not on network TV. And that to me is kind of astounding. Yeah. Um, We've not seen anything else like that in the last 20 odd years. And I don't know. We'll see that again. And I think that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could very well be that they have a PR problem. Um, absolutely. I, well, I'm, that's not the main reason why we didn't see it show up at the Emmys. But I think that's an, I think that's an underlying <laughs> Showtime Viacom Paramount issue. I mean, okay. What so, are you? But what are you about to say? Because I bet I'm going to agree with what you have to say next. I think that it is about a family in Montana um, that's resonating with people not on the coast. Yeah, and I was going to say, don't you think it's a red state thing? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. that's, I think, entirely what it is. I do. Um, and I and I don't think that this show is inherently political. No, and I we say the same thing about Succession. These are both apolitical shows. Watchers might attach their own real-world observations to what those characters might be, but the show very cleanly like avoids that kind of real world politicizing right and i mean not to say that politics don't doesn't come into play i mean obviously but 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 like they don't but they never they don't announce yeah. themselves along party lines right i mean you know like there is a governor of of uh montana that john dutton is well, literally in with. bed with yeah um but but also you know doing these sort of deals with to hold on to his land Right. And there is a struggle between the landowners, the old timey land, the ranch owners like John Dutton. But like the big bad is really these multinational corporations that are coming in and trying to build an airport to fly in ultra wealthy people so that they can make it another Jackson Hole. There's sort of been a big bad who has come in and announces themselves. And the thing and this is, I think, another reason why people must love the show i know i i do um the bad guys announce themselves to us they don't immediately announce themselves to the dutton family the dutton families never fire the first shot right but they always fire the last one yeah so yeah it's the the bad guys are you know they're the big agencies they're the the corporate conglomerates that come in and will do anything even as close to killing them whatever it takes to get their hands on the land um you know we we have you know other rich people coming in that rival the dutton fortune so it's not just you know like 
the, you know, that the Duttons are the greedy ones and therefore, right. like, are bad or wrong. And I think the show, and I think that this is probably because Taylor Sheridan grew up on a ranch or had, like, like, the, like he's this from Texas, his... I think, but may have grown up on a yeah, I mean, like he seems there... to know an awful lot about, like, ranches and cattle and horse life. Yeah, there's yeah. something in his background here that he sort of makes a really good point of saying, like, the Dutton family is land rich, but cash poor. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cash poor, like, you know, like, God, I wish I had their money, um, their cash, because, but, you know, I, the cost to maintain. It comes in and out. They need, they need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cost to maintain the land is so high that they need to earn more or else yeah. they have to start selling it off. And to them. You know, I mean, you'll you often hear people say like, "Well, hunters are great conservationists," and there is, and people are always like, "What, what?" And there's a truth to that. Yeah. Like, I think that they are like really great stewards for the land. Like, they want the land to be not built on. They want the, you know what I mean? So, like, there is sort of, you know, so there are, there are these struggles, you know, that that I think are actually a lot more nuanced um that i think oh 100%. i think sheridan does a great job like digging into that and it's just not like you're a rich ranch guy with cattle you are a bad person yeah right no, and he's I showing think... that that's not necessarily the case and this is what it takes to run a ranch and this is why it's important and this is why it matters and this is why we are rooting for this family to be able to keep their land yeah yeah. And I think, okay, so if we have a lot of liberal Emmy voters, or even journalists on both coasts, um, they miss the nuance that you and I see. Because A, they're probably not watching, and B, they don't want to see it. But yeah, this is this is a really audience-pleasing show. It's a pulp show. It goes there. You know, it gives you a lot of really accessible meat and potatoes entertainment but it's also giving you a real world view of what it's like to be a certain kind of population that makes up this country um and i think it does a really great job of of playing both sides of the entertainment and you know like the information like i'm learning about things i just didn't know before um and of the way he weaves in you know the politics involving the indigenous citizens that live around them because it's it's again it's more complicated than just well the white people are bad because this was originally native land it's like these people have all now lived around each other and found ways to live off of each other in complicated and sometimes incestuous ways and this is how it plays out realistically among adults in this land um I mean, my only complaint is that the show, the seasons are too short. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think Costner is great. I think Kelly Riley, who I have always loved, is just doing such fantastic work. Um, And I mean, the stuff that they have Beth do, because she's just so angry. And, yeah. Uh, but like, it's such a well of emotions. I mean, when she needs to cry as much as when she needs to scream, like she is just so able to summon all of that yeah they both should have been nominated the show should have been nominated directing writing should have been nominated but you know how you can really tell that this was an outright snub 
It didn't get anything for cinematography. For yeah, sound, it didn't get anything, editing, and it's beautiful. It's beautifully and shot. An ar- yeah, 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 and it's beautifully like, shot. These are inar- these are inarguable yeah. achievements. Yeah. That it's like, well, then you just didn't look. But it's yeah. this is a show that more people in your country are watching than anything else in your industry, and you turned a blind eye to it in its most successful potentially breakthrough year. That that reeks of snub. Yeah. Oh, and we did not talk about Cole Hauser. <laughs> That's so funny because as you were, I was wondering where that sentence was going and I was like, I bet she's going to say Cole Hauser, <laughs> who, is, who is Rip. Um, yeah, lead the charge. Um, again, like Costner, I think he's giving the performance of his career. I mean, I've always found him a kind of forgettable actor. Yeah, that was my take on him. Right? Not and then, yeah. And then to have him like roll into Yellowstone and be this just complicated and dynamic man who is a murderer i mean like make he is a murderer he murders for john dutton and he throws bodies into a canyon right like like yeah. like and yeah. he does I it mean, with no his remorse title might as well be the dispatcher yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like whatever whatever uh, dirt needs to be gotten rid of he's your guy like no remorse whatsoever he is a murderer and he is just so tender and lovely with bath like he is yeah. just like like a different human being and and even with the ranch hands like you can see him even though he's like a hard ass you are also you can also see how he cares for the other men unless they cross him well that's the thing and again i bring back the godfather comparison right. because there is a code right when you misbehave like you get the horns of the bull when you show your loyalty when you are performing right blah 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 you get loyalty and love in return that's right. sort of thing that's kind of like the the name of the game but yeah i mean they are ruthless but right. they are also good people they're not pure maybe but right. they're good people but don't cross them right. don't break the rules don't break your promises. Don't come for their own because they know how to come right back for you. And they will every time. And I got to say those like season two and season three, um, like season finales are intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taylor Sheridan, who also has done some really great movies, uh, really knows how how to play that intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying it. Oh yeah, we're loving it. I mean, cause they're I, so, and they, I mean, every time an episode is over, we're like, wait, it's already done. Yeah, it flies, right? It flies, and you're just like, wait, I want to, I want to watch more. I want to watch more. I want yeah. more. I'm really, I'm thrilled that they're gonna do 14. I know, I know. We'll take as many episodes as we can get. Yeah, because I mean, I just think it is just that fascinating, and and they don't, and it's not getting, you know, they're they've been able to create these struggles and like continue certain struggles and not and not let it be kind of hack right like when we talk about it on melrose place where we're always like oh they keep like the drama they they keep sort of manufacturing this drama and you can feel like it just feels like work you know and and but but they're just able to sustain these storylines and branch off into new ones yeah. and take us into new directions like completely effortlessly and it all makes sense and it all kind of works together and you're never once going hey wait 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 didn't two it's like 
three episodes ago or two seasons ago, this other thing happened and what's going on. Like there, there's so much continuity there that it's, um, it's, it's really seamless. It's so well done. I think so. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I totally agree. I think I mentioned in the other podcast that like accelerated healing. I don't know if I mentioned it. I mean, even our heroes get like shot a thousand times and just like get up and walk away. Well, that's because they're from Montana. I guess sturdy, the sturdiest stuff uh, of all. They're sturdy yeah. and stoic. And also, I don't think I called it out. I I can't remember if it had a SAG nomination for stunt work. I know it got one for the ensemble. It might have also gotten one for the stunts. The stunt work on the show is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get a SAG award for stunts. Oh, wasn't even nominated. Uh, it was nominated this year for Ensemble. Ensemble. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a nice nomination, not only because it was kind of out of the blue, but also, like, it covers a, a lot of actors. Like, it, all the, the ranch hands and stuff yeah. Uh, yeah. beyond the immediate family is all included in that. And there's a lot of fine acting going on. Um, we didn't mention Gil Birmingham, um, who was also on uh, Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield that we talked about a oh I, yes, back. yes yes it's he's wonderful character. i love I lo- i've been seeing him in so much lately and that makes me so happy he also did hell or high water which was a taylor sheridan movie um with jeff bridges ben foster and chris pine from about six or seven years ago which is that. actually really good um like exceedingly good um and is a really great sort of modern western um that uh Taylor Sheridan might have gotten a screenplay nomination for. Okay. Um, so that's a big recommend, quite frankly. I don't okay. know if it's available on a Hulu or a Netflix. I know Wind River is, I think, available on one of those. That's another Sheridan, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I did want to call it the stunt work. I mean, like, technically, it's it's a marvel. Uh, the way, you know, many kind of like West Western works are, but yeah. The cinematography is gorgeous. The set design is excellent. Um, Don't you just want to live in that house? Yes and no. It always seems like there should be more rooms than they have. There isn't enough rooms for all the kids. (laughs) Isn't. There aren't enough rooms. Yeah, I don't know. I still, I still wouldn't mind living there. Oh no! I, but you know, it looks like when you go to like a theme park. If you're in like Frontierland, yeah, it's like someone recently (laughs) built this house to summon 150 years ago. You haven't seen 1883, have you? Okay. I, <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So I started watching it the other day. And I shut it off after 20 minutes. Is it the cast? Is it just a different dynamic? It's Is it because it's set in 1883? Dynamic. I think it might be because it's set in 1883. I think it, all of the above. Um Who's in it? Faith Faith Hill? Is that who it's it is? It's Tim McGraw and Faith Hill yeah. and Sam Elliott, right? Yeah, and we haven't gotten to Sam Elliott yet. So the oh, first okay. like, 20 minutes, because you know, part of the reason why I'm watching is because I love Sam Elliott. But so we get to this, the opening scene, we're, we're like 20 minutes of just Faith Hill, kind of like, I don't know, running through the valley, escaping something. A lot of people got shot. It was a little bit hard to follow. And also it was just Faith Hill and voiceover and she shouldn't be by herself. Yeah. I would have turned it off. Yeah. That I would mean, have not been the way to, to lasso me. In. Yeah. Like you can't, like she's not a compelling enough actor to hold my attention 
for her to just be on her own in this like weird, I don't really get what's going on. And she keeps like talking about this thing and I'm only half paying attention because I kind of don't really like her voice and the accents bugging me. And like, like there were just a lot of things that were happening that I just was like, I can't believe that this is Taylor Sheridan's show. Mm. Like why, what, what just happened? So I'm, I guess I'm going to keep trying, but I was like, if I'm already really annoyed by her um, and her performance, how am I going to stick this thing out? Because this is like, like you said, it's her and it's Tim McGraw and it's Sam Elliott. Yeah. I am in no rush. I mean, I, I now love the Dutton family. I don't know if I'm going to run out and also watch 1883 yeah and now did you did you know about 1923 i think i did and forgot with with harrison ford and helen mirren now that i'll watch so i don't know if they're like the grandparents my guess of the grandparents or maybe even the gretchen mall character of the wife i don't know uh and i'm happy to live in ignorance until the series debuts i will watch that yeah, I think that... Um, Maybe with a little bit of incredulity, but I will watch it. That I will watch, because Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren are going to be spectacular. And I think that that might be, like, John Dutton's parents, 1923. Are they too old to be his parents in 1923? No, because he would probably be around my father's age. No, they might be too old. Then they would be his great-grandparents. Figured... Like Kevin Costner, John Dutton is probably born in like 1950, the early 50s. Right. So if they're his parents and they're already Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren age in 1923, I'm going to say they're grandparents. The grandparents, yeah. Yeah, But I don't know. We'll we'll, uh, we'll see. It's hard to it's hard to to do the math, but yeah, but I'm definitely going to watch the six 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 show because I think that'll be. I know. I think Jimmy is like a great character. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to assume that Jimmy will be involved in that. So, and also they've shown him um, in a flashback. Dabney Coleman is Kevin Costner's father. Oh, that's right. Which I wish they used him more. Dabney Coleman, I have to say, is one of the greatest actors of all time. So um, I hope they at some point can use more with him yeah i hope so too do more with so him too. use him more I, I completely forgot that um Dabney coleman was in it but yes um yeah so so yeah don't be in any rush to see um 1883 although i'm like i said i'm gonna keep trying I think. we got a list we got other shows yeah we, but um and i'll let you know if i change my mind but as of right now mm-hmm, no well then that's a big thumbs up from both of us it was a huge thumb up from Karen in 2020, I believe, uh, maybe 21. Um, and now it's two thumbs up from us. Yellowstone, um, I think definitely worth your viewing. I think definitely worth all the Emmy nominations it did not get. Yeah, should have gotten. I think it should have gotten best uh, uh, best dramatic series nomination. Yeah. And I think that Costner... And should have gotten Best Actor, and um, uh, Kelly Riley should have gotten Best Actress, and I might even say Cole Hauser should have gotten. Yeah, if he had shown up in supporting, I wouldn't have been bothered. Yeah, like I think that he, him in supporting would have been would have been good. I mean, Wes Bentley is doing good work. I don't think it's award 
caliber necessarily. And he also, especially in season four, he actually wasn't in it all that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, and Luke Grimes is very good and he's very eye candy, but he again isn't turning out the performances that I think Costner or Kelly Riley and I, I, are doing. I will agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, th- those are kind of like really key, um, key performers. Yeah, I will say on the subject of Yellow, I, so I mentioned how Showtime shows rarely break through. So Yellow Jackets did break through quite deservedly, uh, including Best Dramatic Series, Actress for Melanie Linsky, totally worthy. Supporting Actress for Christina Ricci, also totally worthy. Um, but I feel like, and Alyssa and I talk about this a lot, that had a real like grassroots organic breakout Mm. that I think wasn't reliant on a publicity campaign, which really helped it. So I will say I'm very glad to see that got in there um, and that those two actresses got in there, but I would like to have seen Yellowstone get in there too. But my point is, if I have to recommend three shows, then it's Succession, Yellowstone, Yellow Jackets for the year. But I'll put The Boys in as number four. Those are my four. Oh, yeah. Did The Boys get anything? No, because it missed the season. Oh, it missed the season. It it missed like a cutoff. So it'll be eligible next year. It'll be next year. Okay. So now here's my question, I guess. I'm trying to look up. Okay, so drama series. Oh, um, yeah. Let's dive in. Taking a look at the Emmys, what could Yellowstone have replaced? Um, I will. My first choice will be Severance. Really? I haven't seen that yet. So I, th- I mean, I think it worked more for other people than for me, and I wouldn't have uh, totally argued with its nominations, but I mean... I just didn't totally work for me. Okay. Let's see. What do we got? I say Euphoria deserves it. Succession deserves it. I think Better Call Saul is smart and should be in there. You know what? We also compare Yellowstone to Ozark. Uh, I'm not mad that Ozark's final season got another nomination in there, uh, but Yellowstone is uh, comparable in some ways to to what ozark is doing and it does it at a better level yeah acting wise and writing wise yeah i mean i've never i haven't been able to get past the first season of, like the, i haven't been able to get past the first episode of ozark never mind the first season so i'm not a good judge of this but but i feel like that is the one like yellowstone could have replaced that yeah yeah i would have i i'd say severance in ozark but also, so Squid Game got in there, and Squid Game is a lot of fun. Squid Game, to me, should have stayed a one-and-done miniseries as opposed to a series that's going to return. Um, and it's a phenomenon, which explains why it's in there. But Yellowstone is like the phenomenon of all, of the year with 15 million viewers. Um, so I'm to me, I'm like, well, the Squid Game thing doesn't justify Yellowstone not getting in there, is how I'll put it. Um, by the way, did you see Pam and Tommy? I didn't. And we just had uh, brunch the other day with a friend of ours who's actually an Emmy voter. Uh, and he said he watched it and it was much better than, than you would have thought. It's one that I just did not see. Not I, like I have a snobbery against it. I just didn't include it in my viewing. Because I started because that's like me written all over it. And I liked it. I didn't love it. And I didn't continue. And I heard to keep and I was told by a friend of mine, just keep going. And you, you know what I mean? You will be rewarded. So like, I need to do that, but you, um, if you do it and you really like it, let me know right now. I have no plans to watch it. Listeners. If I should change my plans, you can also let me know. Mm -hmm. 
I will definitely let you know that. Um, I'm trying to think among. I mean, and that's the thing. For the eight thousand shows that are on TV this season, there was just so much block voting right yeah. down the line. I mean, yeah. the White Lotus had eight nominations across two supporting categories. Well, that's yeah. utterly ridiculous. I'm looking even at... even Succession, yeah, like fourteen best... acting nominations. Oh. Look, I love the show. They cast and write at a higher caliber. But that's ridiculous. The wealth really should have been spread so much further around. Yeah, I mean, even guest actor, it's one, two, th- three, it's four four succession guest actors yeah. and then one for in Euphoria and one in Ozark. That's kind of, you know, and they did it again with guest actress in a comedy series. With yeah, Hacks. Hacks has four of the nominations. And it's like some of these aren't even guest performances. They're just part of the ensemble and they're not really doing anything great. Ted Lasso got like 21 nominations. I'm not being accurate but it's you know it's like almost every member of the cast again and this was a busier year ted lasso got a lot of nominations last year in its first season because a lot of the mainstays like barry atlanta mrs Maisel, mm-hmm. weren't there um but now it's like people that had relatively little to do not that they weren't doing good work but it's just like the size of it isn't necessarily emmy caliber all got in and I love Hacks, but I feel like that guest actress outside of Laurie Metcalf is a little much. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that Laurie Metcalf, give her all the awards. I will always say that. But like the other ones, I'm like, who? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And um, I was also surprised. Well, maybe it wasn't this. Maybe it wouldn't have been this. No, it should have been in this year's. Nine Perfect Strangers got nothing. Completely forgotten. Which I was kind Which of. I feel about. like there's an odd imbalance because White Lotus and Nine Perfect Strangers essentially came out around the same time last summer. Right. And all of a sudden it was like nonstop love for White Lotus. Rem- couldn't remember it higher, higher, higher. Everyone just kept talking about it. And it just sort of kept diminishing Nine Perfect Strangers in people's memory because there's people I would have nominated for that. Yeah, I think that like I Melissa McCarthy was doing yeah, great Bobby work. Yeah, Bobby Valley, I thought was going to be nominated. I thought he did great work. Yeah. Michael Shannon did great. Yeah. You know, I mean, apart from Nicole Kidman, who's always nominated <laughs> because Nicole yeah. Kidman, but you know, you have some, you have some really great actors doing some really great work in the in the yeah. show, and they just were completely not recognized. Regina Hall, Regina yep. Hall should have been nominated. Oscar host Regina Hall, not nominated. Not nominated. You know, I mean, these, and these again are actors that are doing really great work and you're absolutely yeah. right. Bo- Bobby deserves something. He was so good in that. Yeah. I mean, that to me was like cut and dried. Great work will be remembered. And you know, it's hard to get in sometimes if the Emmy voters don't know who you are, but the Emmy voters know who Melissa McCarthy and Bobby Cannavale are. They've won before. They know who they've got to know who Regina Hall is. Sure. Come on now. I mean, you. I mean, these are not weird actors that we're bringing up. Michael Shannon, you know who that is. Yeah, and also, we didn't need. I stopped watching Killing Eve. I can tell you, the actresses in Killing Eve didn't need to be nominated for Best Actress. I can tell you that uh, Reese Witherspoon probably didn't need to be nominated for Best Actress. So Kelly Riley should have definitely gotten in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was um, Kelly. The Kelly Riley was a huge snub. Like, like she really should have been. Yeah, and also it would have been so nice because I want her stardom to ascend to a higher level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, but she, uh, I got it. She is a trip to watch as Beth. Yeah, she is. She's so fun. So so fun. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to like. I I, I only paid like a bit of attention 
um, to, to the Emmy nomination. So, so some of these are a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Well, now, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I worry because I think squid game has the momentum going in for actor and drama series. And I really want it to be succession again for drama series and Brian Cox or Jeremy strong for lead actor. And I don't oh, think, I, I don't know. I, don't I think, think I'm wrong. No, I think succession. I mean, right now in particular, Brian in particular is on a publicity blitz. I know. I hope it's enough and not too much. I think there's a mm. sense that succession has been like already overwhelmingly awarded. And I'm like, well, you people gave Modern Family and Veep 27,000 Emmys. Well, so that's the thing. give succession that... a second year. Yeah. Like, I don't know that they necessarily care. I mean, because they've got so many nominations. Like, um, well, this is again where we're in I don't place actually, from, like, when I say that. Are they going to split the nominations, right? Are they, are all yeah. these nominations, all of these, you know, people that are not like especially in supporting category right where it's like what three or four of them in supporting like are they going to end up splitting the vote and then nobody's going to win right like that's the that's the question i um i think in some cases yes and in some cases no i think the person who has the heat just just wins um and i didn't really mean emmy voters when i said about um succession winning again i mostly meant like just the 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 naysayers out there who probably aren't succession watchers who are just saying they've already won all this they're like they win all the time and it's like well like game of thrones won all the time time. yeah yeah Yeah. No, I I think, I mean, again, I might be biased, but I think Succession deserves to win again. Uh, I'm not biased. It has earned my love by being one of the smartest and best shows on television. So that's where I say. Now, um, if Yellowstone was on that list, I'd be torn. Sure. And I'll tell you what, I love Better Call Saul and I love Stranger Things this season. So I think that like that I would be hard pressed and like what to vote for, especially yeah. if, if yellow, if Yellowstone was on that list, there would be that, that, that would be like the four things where I'd be like, I'm really torn and I don't know which way I want to go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I tell you this, we definitely want Kieran Culkin winning the supporting category. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. I think, I think so. Also. And, um, we didn't talk as much about the comedy categories. There were some big HBO shows that I loved that got completely snubbed. I know it's a genre thing, but Peacemaker with John Cena was fantastic. Uh, that sweet show, Somebody Somewhere with Bridget Everett is really good. And Julia got no nominations, which I thought oh for God, sure she would be right. in. Julia did get no nominations. That's shameful. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, first of all, that cast, that cast was extraordinary. Um, How do you, and not one of them? Yeah. Again, it's like they just went down the line for some of the bigger shows, like Barry. I mean, does Mrs. Maisel still need to get in there? It barely did in the beginning. It certainly doesn't now. I will say, though, happy that Abbott Elementary was well represented. Yes. I mean, honestly, you know what? Judith Light probably should have gotten a nomination. Yeah. I think she's doing great work in, um, yeah. you know, and Maybe kind of unsung in Julia, to be honest with you. Um, and I, th- I think I would have I would have gone with her for, for a nomination. I don't know. Maybe they didn't get the campaigns. Maybe. I mean, I see that shows like Flight Attendant and Barry got in there, and I just think that's where the campaigns were. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe they just didn't get the campaigns, you know? Which... I think, you know, White Lotus had the campaign, so... <laughs> Actually, and it paid know, off. Now that sort of on looking back, we had like a really strong TV season. We did. We had kind of an embarrassment of riches that the awards cannot really tell you an accurate story about. Right. Because there was just a constant influx of quality TV. Right. And I, but and I mean, TV is at a higher level than others. And I think that's Succession and Yellowstone and Hacks. You know, and, and I'm so like, you know, kind of you know, I'm, I'm always kind of like talking shit about the Emmy voters or the, you know, the awards voters, but ultimately I think that they did have a hard, I mean, you know, this season in particular seems like it was actually really hard because I like completely think Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, um, Karen Culkin, uh, um, Nicholas Braun, like, like, I think all of these folks are doing extraordinary work and should be nominated. But then I'm also like, but so should um, Kevin Costner, but so yeah, should Cole Hauser, and you can only nominate so many people, right? It's hard because I, you know, I want to say like, well, overall the nominators kind of did a lazy job, which you can tell by some of the the block voting. But at the same time, I'm like, but some of the shows that got like voted down the line were really good, yeah, right? So like, like, it's you, hard. like, yeah, like how would you pick from Succession and just say, well, I'm only going to do one you know, so that I can put this other person in this category, you know, like, how do yeah. you, you know, how do you even make that determination? Because there, there was no weak link in succession. Do you know what Absolutely I mean? Not. So like, yeah. yeah. So, so I think that this is like a, this, was, it, this season in particular was very difficult, um, but it would have been, but I do feel like that, you know, there were a few obvious snubs, um, some very, and some very big surprises about what wasn't even, nominated like you said like julia and um and like uh nine perfect strangers like nothing like they got nothing yeah and i'll put a tiny uh plug out there for uh i guess another show on hbo max the other two which rarely factors into the awards conversation but is really one of the best comedies on tv oh i don't even know if i know that one i'll have to go take a look at it. oh you should find it it's really funny okay cool all right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I need to go to bed. Yeah. Soon. I mean, I can't imagine we haven't worn ourselves out showering <laughs> all this praise on Yellowstone. <laughs> they could all use more showers anyway. All right. Uh-huh. Um, there we go. You guys, uh, take care. Thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts on Yellowstone, if you have any other uh, shows to recommend us adding to our lists to watch, uh, let us know. Back on the Block Pod on Facebook. Uh, Otherwise, I think we're going to call it a night and be back next week on the Boulevard. Take care till then. Bye.